Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Today's guest is Shelly Ontis and... Um, she got a great planner, which can help you schedule out all your marketing super fast, super easy. And she breaks it down so beautifully, makes it a lot more manageable, not so overwhelming. Because the problem is a lot of times when we try to plan out things, we tend to think that we have to write out every single bit, but we really don't. So stay tuned for this episode and you'll learn some new things about scheduling and planning your marketing and remember if you're stuck in a launch or you're about to launch and you need some help to move forward i want you to click on the link in the show notes schedule a launch chat and we'll figure out what your next steps is going to be now let's get into the episode have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm Ken Wesker, your host today, and today I am joined with Shelly. How are you, Shelly? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad to have you here. Um, before we get started and talking about, you know, launches and all that good good stuff, um, why don't you just introduce <laughs> yourself a little bit and, you know, share who you are, who you serve, and how you help them. Sure. So like you said, my name is Shelly Ontis and I help online entrepreneurs manage their marketing so that it increases their revenue and it helps them without having to hire out marketing gurus. We're not all at that point where we can afford to bring on too many team members. So our most common help is our, our planner, our branding course. We do um, logo branding packages, those kind of things. I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years now. So oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time in the <laughs> online space as well. Um, I've been in the online space for not quite half of that, but yeah, it's definitely. Still, yep. That's a good amount. <laughs> yeah. I like to say I started when I was 13, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. Um, why don't we start off by, you know, you telling us a little bit about why uh, people would need an marketing expert to have a great launch. Okay, so a lot of times I was thinking we could really focus in on scheduling your marketing launch. So I help people with the online space where they don't necessarily have to hire a marketing person to do it for mm -hmm. them, but maybe they hire some people to help implement the steps. But a lot of times people just get stuck with where the steps begin. Mm -hmm. So I guess we could start with if we break it into three steps and then chat over some of the guidelines to help them get it done. So I know yeah. with launching, yeah, launching many times, which I'm sure all of your viewers are either knee deep in it or just recovering from a launch or about to jump off the, the ledge for a launch, <laughs> as I like to say, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I think it becomes so chaotic when it's time to go out there and push out our mar marketing message. Yeah. So I'd like to say let's 
step it out into three sections, three steps, three processes, so it can help be more manageable for them. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I like to tell people to do is just to pick an open cart time. And this seems so simple, but a lot of times they are, oh, I think I'll start Thursday, or maybe I'll do the first to the third, and maybe it's a two-week launch or whatever, and then I'm going to add the wait list pre-launch before it, and maybe a bonus the first day, and those kind of things. So just sitting down and putting that in your planner, putting it on your schedule, so that Mm -hmm. you actually have some specifics in mind. And this really does help remove a lot of the overwhelm going in your head. So putting those dates down. I couldn't agree more. Right? (laughs) And it is. And you think, oh, it's fine. And I'll just add that and add that. But literally just putting it down somewhere, if it's a post-it note or your planner, Mm -hmm. then, you know, they both will help you. But the second thing when marketing a launch or a product or anything really is making sure the step number two is a little bit bigger of a process, but make sure your message is defined for your brand. So Mm -hmm. this, I tell people, let's break it out to three steps. So it's define your business. And this is to actually put in lingo, your elevator pitch, those kind of things for your marketing messages. So you're going to define your membership, your product, your, your course, whatever it might be, whatever you're launching in this case. And then the second thing you want to make sure you have defined is your ideal client. If you don't know exactly who you're talking to, I say it's a lot like playing darts and you've got all five darts in your hand and you're throwing them at the target. <laughs> chances are you might hit one. Chances are somebody's going to get one in their foot. <laughs> yeah. But if you took all five of those darts and you threw them one at a time and you concentrated on where you were going with that, you're going to hit more of who you want to hit that way. That's a great analogy. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a good dart player, so it's really appropriate. (laughs) Um, And then that, in the second step, I also like to say to define your brand. So if you don't have your your brand defined, you can't market your message. Mm -hmm. So those three things make up our marketing plan. And this is for business, for launches, for products, specifically, whatever it might be. Just, you might have a couple different variations depending on, you might have a, a product that you're doing on the side of your membership or whatever. So you might have a couple different variations of this, but your your message and your targeting and your organization of it should all be pretty well defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I like to break down then is to plan your marketing tasks. So this is your marketing to-do list. And this is, are you going to send emails? Are you going to do blogging? Are you going to do opt-ins for your email wait list or opt-ins for your bonus or opt-ins for creating your warm audience with your marketing messages? And then also your live topics. If you're doing YouTube channel or if you're doing Facebook Live or Instagram TV, make sure you have those topics defined. And then also in this list, I like to put collaborations and networking. So mm-hmm. how are you going to spread the word? You know, if it's like this with podcasts or a Facebook group, maybe guest spots or speakers, and other groups or other courses, those kind of things. So once you have those three things, that list can seem kind of long. And that's where a lot of people just skip the marketing and they just start posting, hoping yeah. that they get their message out, right? <laughs> it's like cooking spaghetti, just throw it all against a wall and see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've never done that. But <laughs> um, but well, we can break these down. I actually have a few myths we could go through as well all right. when it comes to marketing. So um, let me know if you've heard any of these or thought them yourself too, Ken. <laughs> so far, it's sounding really good because I'm a planner and I love everything that you're saying right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I love I love being organized with my plan. It doesn't always work, but I tell you what, when I organize it, I do more of it. It makes the launches or the product pushes a heck of a lot better. Exactly. Um, 
And I thought a good way, if somebody is listening to this, they're thinking, I don't know anything about marketing or they're going through all these, all these thoughts are probably going through their head right now. These will help, I guess, calm some of that chaos. So the first one I thought we could talk about is you have to have a marketing expert. And this is what the marketing gurus are telling us online because that's what they do for a business. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to say we don't have to know everything about marketing. We just need to know how to market our own brand. And you can do this simply by coming up with a framework and the steps we talked about above where you're defining your message and your brand and your ideal clients. If you go through those steps, you're going to have what those marketing experts are going to pull from you. So this is a skill any business owner, I'm sure listening to this podcast will be able to learn on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one I hear a lot is marketing is expensive or the marketing gurus and the, the knowledge for the marketing is expensive. So again, it's the spaghetti theory where they're just gonna do whatever, put it up and see what sticks. But they want you to believe this because that's how they make their money. But I'm here just to show you that the steps are learned very easily where again, you don't have to know everything about marketing. You just have to know how to market your own business. Yeah. Um, and it's something about, you know, just taking some action and gaining some clarity just by doing something, you know, instead of rather uh, gaining knowledge and gaining knowledge and gaining knowledge and actually not doing anything with all that knowledge that you learn. So. Right. And then sometimes you have all that knowledge and you don't know what to do with it. So now mm-hmm. I know this and I know that and I know this, but how do I put that out into my marketing message so that it's effective? Yeah. So, and it does come to a point where hiring a marketing person is beneficial, but if you don't have some of this stuff defined for your business, it's really hard to hand it off to somebody too. So true. And, and have them help you. Um, let's see. One of the other things I have on my list here to talk about was uh, when we go into that marketing for a launch, we hear that I need to post four times a day. I need to send a marketing newsletter or an email newsletter about my marketing stuff. And, and do these always get the results you want? I'm sure there's somebody listening right now that's rolling their eyes. Cause they're like, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I tried that and nobody responded, mm-hmm. but I think the difference is a posting with a purpose. And that's what having a marketing plan comes down to. So meaning that you need a marketing plan to post about, what you want to inform, entertain, add value, maybe education in your posts, and then creating that engagement with less effort. It's going to help you get the end result of that launch you want at the end of the week or the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So, so basically setting the intention for the post that you're going to make. That's what you're saying, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to post warm up that audience maybe the month before your launch starts you want to go live and make sure when you go live and talk about this or that that you're also throwing in don't forget we have a wait list and Mm -hmm. you know grab this free opt-in and those kind of things so if you're posting with that in mind when you get to your launch you're going to have a better warmed up audience because they know what you want to do if you just post here's my opt-in and go do a live about something in your industry, but at the end of it or the beginning or the middle of it, you're not sending them to where they can get more from you or Mm -hmm. get that free opt-in or whatever it is. That's going to get them in that wait list and then throw out, you know, when you are on our wait list, you get, you know, the first day, first chance bonuses or whatever it might be. So you have all that laid out. You're going to help build that audience up a heck of a lot better. Exactly. True. Yeah. So now that you have all this information, there's probably someone listening going, 
okay, that's great, but how do I break it down, right? Mm-hmm. That, how do yeah. I eat, eat an elephant one bite at a time? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, launching is a lot, and to a lot of people, it's just overwhelming because they think they need to have all these bits and pieces and they need to do everything that they see everybody else is doing. But, yeah, why don't you just right. break it down for us so we can... Yeah. It feels so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll go send an email and then you open it up and you're staring at that email template going, I have no idea what to say. So mm-hmm. that's what this mar- marketing uh, marketing plan will step out for you. Um, I like to break it out when I go to do a launch or like we had talked about, I have a planner that helps entrepreneurs organize their marketing. And when we go to put out our marketing for that, this is how I like to step it out. I do, again, three steps. And the first one is start with your end date. The second one is add marketing items to your schedule or planner. Seems so simple, but Mm. it really helps you get the things done in the right order. And then the third is create content graphics and then scheduling these out. But we can go through them just a little bit more detailed too. The start with your end end date, again, seems pretty simple. (laughs) Like a (laughs) no-duh moment, right? Yeah. Working backwards is actually so much easier for marketing planning because now you know exactly what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And if you are going on a vacation, you don't know where you're going to go on that vacation. You know, it's a little bit more chaotic to figure out, are you going on a plane that day or are you going to drive in your car? Where which, Do I turn left or right? So this really helps remove the overwhelm in the entrepreneur's brain so that mm-hmm. they know today I'm going live and I'm talking about this and I'm dropping this opt-in. And then... I've sat down and scheduled out my emails for the month and I know that this, this, and this is on topic and my end game for all of these emails is to get them to this point B where I'm decided in step one. So yeah. So the, the second one was adding marketing items to your planner, your schedule, whatever it might be. But um, just to simply write out your marketing is so much more effective than just okay, I'm going to send an email today. Well, does this email really piggyback off of last week's? And are you getting them to that end, to that point B on this, you know, your your end date on your marketing plan? Are you getting there with these emails that you're wasting or using your time or wasting your time creating, right? Mm -hmm. So I like to do this with Google Docs so that or or some sort of, you know, permanent. Maybe if you send an email, then you got to go back and pull out the five, six, seven emails that you sent. But if you start out by just opening up a doc somewhere, you know, notes, whatever it is, and write out, you know, email number one, I know I have three weeks till my launch. So maybe you're gonna do two emails a week. So six pages, six emails. And then when you go to relaunch again, you're going to know what you've already done. And this is going to make your next launch even easier because then you can tweak maybe what didn't work and push out more of what did work. So again, use a document or some sort to reuse on your next launch. And then you can always hand this over to your VA or maybe to your marketing person or whatever it is, but having that plan in place is going to help so much more. And then I, I also put this on my planner so that I make sure I sit down and do it. I make sure I have, you know, Tuesday from two to four to write my emails mm-hmm. and then I'm done. <laughs> yeah, there's something about just putting things into the calendar, just making sure that it's there, it's more likely to get done. Right. And if, you just say, if you're just saying, oh, I'm going to do it, you know, Thursday next week, and then Thursday next week comes and it goes and you forgot about it or you didn't do it. Right, exactly. I think that happens with this this type of 
um, to-do list because when you sit down and write that email, you don't get to bill for that time or, you mm -hmm. know, there's not a direct response or a direct income benefit when you sit down and block out that time. So, but it does definitely pay off in the end. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. And the third one that I mentioned was the content graphics and again, scheduling them out onto your social media. So now you've scheduled time to do them and then going in and scheduling them on your social media when you've got your graphics created that match your copy and match your emails, you know, and then you can push them out in different places with the same message because it's, it's still proven that, you know, it used to be back when it was TV ads, we had to show how many times before people started to resonate. And, mm -hmm. and now it's even quicker. You have a 10th of a second before somebody scrolls up. So it's okay to push that same message out more than once, but just make sure that there's some planning behind it. So people aren't on Facebook and your YouTube channel and Instagram on the same day with all the same content. So mm -hmm. this will help reiterate that, you know, you want them to sign up or you want them on your wait list or whatever your message is that you're doing. So, yeah. In your opinion, what has been like the most successful uh, marketing channel to use during a launch? Um, you know, I really think, again, in order to answer that, somebody has to sit down with their ideal client. Mm -hmm. So I would say mine is Facebook, but depending on what, um, maybe you're a wedding photographer and your younger brides are on Instagram. And so really sitting down and knowing you're going to, you're going to get out of it what you put into it as well. So if you've got all the channels and you're trying to use all of them on your launch and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like you're not really hitting a target with any one of them, I would maybe do some research on your ideal client, figure out which one your ideal client loves the best mm -hmm. and push your message out that way. So whenever, whenever you have a question about the marketing and that kind of thing, I always turn it around and say, what does your customer want? Mm -hmm. So Maybe it's easier for me to work on Facebook than it is for me to work on Instagram personally as Shelly. But if my audience is on Instagram, then it's time for an Instagram course. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so true. In the middle of a launch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people have said, you know, um, considering social media, people tend to, you know, be on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. And a lot of people said, you know, just focus on one, one channel and do it really right. well. What's your opinion on that? I think, again, it's hard to be in 10 places at one time. Yeah. But, and that's why I love to do some sort of, you know, Google Doc type thing so I can step it out and say, this time I launched and I focused on Facebook. This worked, but this didn't. Eliminate what didn't. And then maybe mm -hmm. that's where you put in more Instagram or more LinkedIn next time. So I think putting your, your efforts out there and then really make that decision based on your stats. So yeah. if you're out there on, you know, LinkedIn and nobody's commenting, nobody's clicking through, you've got your Google analytics, you can check it out. And these channels that you spent so much time on, nobody was, nobody was responding to. I went through this recently with, um, you know, you get caught up in what's online and everybody's doing this and everybody's going live twice on twice a week on Facebook and I went, I have a DIY website called We Can Make That, and I do digital files for the crafter, which you can see my office behind me. It's very creative-like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was, you know, okay, I'll do more DIYs and, 
get out in front of Facebook more often and then looking through my Google Analytics, even with as little effort as I was putting into Pinterest at the time, the majority of my traffic was still coming from Pinterest. So with less effort and time from Shelly, I can mm-hmm. focus on getting the Pinterest traffic now. So it's it's actually the Google Analytics is what I think should steer. The numbers are what should steer where you go. Mm-hmm. But that's why making that marketing plan to begin with. And then when you're done going back and looking at what worked and, and what didn't work. And now with the new times we're at is we're shooting this, you know, still on the, the, in the middle of it, or I'd like to think on the tail end of COVID (laughs) (laughs) that it's really changed a lot of businesses plans and everything going on. We've pivoted and refocused our target and our audiences are in different spots at different times now. So again, we, we have to be flexible, but I think going at it with a plan is probably the best, the yeah. best way to get the results they want. And, you know, maybe just testing to see what the result is of your effort in the different channels. Right. right. Yep. And maybe yeah. then if you have that same message, you have your marketing all laid out and you've got your graphics laid out. You know, when I when I was doing it myself, it was really easy to just do us, you know, even just square graphics for your marketing message. And then you can use them everywhere. They mm. different platforms prefer different ones, but you get less bad cropping if you <laughs> if you do squares on all of them. And then you can go back and start to to add, you know, video to it to different sizes and different colors and different marketing messages that way. But yeah, starting out with what you feel is manageable is probably the best advice. Because mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're in control of it, it's not going to give you the marketing results that you want. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the planner that you have and that you're using? Sure. So with, like I said, I have the DIY website and then the Shellyontis.com, which is where I do the, the um, I have a course for organize your brand. And then I also have the logos and stuff that I talked about at the beginning. So mm-hmm. with all that in mind, I would, I would post twice a day. I posted twice on the DIY page, the same thing on the same day. Cause I had one scheduled, forgot I scheduled it, thought I needed to post today threw a post up there and then realized oh, Facebook is so dumb. Like Facebook posted this twice. Uh, no, Shelly forgot she posted <laughs> it already and posted it again. And then I was like, okay, I need a plan. So I did a, a t- about a ton of planners. I tried to work through them, but as an online entrepreneur doing the accounting and the posting and the social media management and, you know, the, the creating the stuff, the content, all of that, it was very overwhelming and, and there wasn't enough room in the planner. Mm-hmm. And if I did find one with enough room, I got sick of writing in my checklist all the time. So I developed the entrepreneur planner, which is a planner geared towards online businesses. So it has checklists for your, on your monthly page, it has a checklist that will walk you through. Did you do, did you check your stats this month? So there's a spot to write those. You can put in your affiliate, you know, schedule out when you're going to do your affiliates so that when you're posting on this blog post or that blog post, you make sure you're, you're keeping that stream coming. Mm -hmm. If you don't, again, put it in your schedule to sit down and add four or five different affiliate links throughout the week or month or whatever it is chances are you're not going to make anything from them. So, (coughs) excuse me. So I like to make sure I sit down and do that. Just a really simple way to increase all of those revenue streams that you have coming in. Mm -hmm. So there's also things on there like your accounting, billing type things. Um, 
making sure that you're scheduling out your lives. So if you are going to go live once a month or three times a week, making sure that you've got a theme for the month or a marketing message for the month. So with every um, daily and weekly view, there's a spot to put your, your live topics, your email topics. And if you've been doing it for a while, chances are you've got, um, you know, it's Black Friday's coming up. It's Thanksgiving season maybe. And so you know what people were looking at last November. Mm -hmm. So you probably can recycle some of that content. So there's checklists and boxes for all of that. Um, on every day there is a, it goes from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So you can write in all of your to-do lists and appointments and that kind of thing. But it also has a little checkbox on the top so you can check off, did I do my Facebook? Did I do my Instagram, my Pinterest, YouTube, whatever it is. So there's a checkbox for those at the top as well. And I'll tell you a story about it. When I first started, I developed it, shared it with a friend of mine who has a bride membership. And she was doing really well with her page. She had about 50,000 engagement on there. I sent her one of them so she could use it. I'm like, is it just me or does it work for everybody? Mm -hmm. And she used it for about four to five months. And she ended up going from 50,000 engagement to 500,000. Oh, wow. That is huge. Just, just because when she posted, she had a purpose. And then she posted regularly. So, mm. you know, and if you sit down for about 40 minutes, probably once a month, you can organize the whole month with your content and your themes. And then when you know you got to do a live this month, it doesn't take you very much longer. It doesn't take you very long to get ready for it because you know already what you're going to talk about. You probably, you know, in my case, I'd have to collect the items for the DIY or, you know, she in her case might have to do a little checklist or something for the, the brides to know or something like that. But just knowing what you're going to talk about when you're an expert in your own field, mm -hmm. that's the you know, the, the next part's the easy part. It's just figure out what should I talk about today and why. So pushing that engagement up, you know, 10 times was just amazing. It was yeah. pretty exciting to see. Um, you, you said, you know, sit down for 40 minutes and you can plan out your whole month. Is that like, I, don't, I would assume that you don't get really super specific, but you have like the headlines, if you will. Um, to kind of just to know what the topic will be on, you know, the post, the, the live, whatever it is. Is that about right? Yes, I would say, well, just, I guess I like examples. So I'll just exactly what I yeah. do is I sit down once a month. I get to go to my favorite restaurant, have my favorite mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit there for probably in 30 to 40 minutes, I can get it done. And I know I was doing one digital file a week that I'd have to create. I was doing a blog post a week. I was doing two, sometimes three emails a week. And then we were posting four times a day on the page and then going live probably once a week. Sometimes with guests, we'd even go live twice a week. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when things got busy, I wouldn't go live at all. But at least I had another live topic in the bank for next month. But <laughs> yeah. so yeah. with planning out, so what I would do is I had that schedule of mine. So again, you know, pick your schedule, pick your end date. And this was a traffic building situation is what I wanted for the website. And it worked amazing. It was crazy how much traffic ended up coming from just sending out all these things strategically. And, and I was, I was posting, we were doing four times a day, but then on the page, but then with the stats realized sending out an extra email got 10 times more traffic than posting that extra on Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. So looking at the stats, I just came up with content and repurposed a blog post that, you know, there was probably two, 3,000 on the email list, and now there's close to 10,000. Well, those, you know, there was a good six, 7,000 people who didn't see this stuff from a year ago or four years ago. So exactly. it was really easy to recycle some of that content, increase the traffic, and then that's when we started to focus more on Pinterest. So I would just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to create this digital file for this day. You know, this, this email on Friday, it was our free Fridays. So what are we going to push out for a free Friday topic? So I wouldn't actually create the email and sent it out. But I knew then on Tuesday mornings when I did email copy for an hour that I knew these were the emails that went out this month. And a lot of times it was so much simpler and things were so, so much more productive. And eventually that became tasks that I could then send off to my VA and she could help me with too. So, Mm, but again, she just needed to know, what are we talking about? It's May. So we're going to talk about graduations or that kind of thing too. Yeah. Cause I would think a lot of people where they kind of go wrong is that they think, you know, okay, we're going to plan out the whole month. And instead of just doing, like you said, just kind of getting the headlines done, they start working on the actual email. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh my, we have like four or five hours of work here. Oh, this is too much. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And you postpone it. And then you didn't manage to plan out your whole month after all. And you won't do it the next month either because you feel like it's overwhelming. It's just too much. But right. this way, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this way is so much easier, you know, just write down a headline so you at least know the topic and then deal with it when it time comes. Right. And then that's where I'd go back and the the steps that we had talked about too, or I would say, you know, Thursdays at 10 a.m. I do email copy, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mondays at 9 a.m. I do blog post blogging. So it's a lot. It's amazing what you can get done when you say I have an hour to write a blog post. You write the blog post in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. And then maybe and then, you know, you might have to go back and, okay, I have to wait till, you know, my, then the VA can set it up, send an email link to it. But before she needs that, she knows I have to, you know, make the product and give her the photos. And so it's, it's, it just steps it out to more manageable chunks. Mm-hmm. And if you are working that far ahead, and if you wrote this week's email, and then, or you have this week's email done, and you know, I need to do next week's they just fit together a little bit more when it's top of mind and you're doing, you know, your, your live topics are leading to something, your emails are leading to another thing or they're piggybacking on each other. You know, I did an email last week about me. So then, you know, so that they could get to know me, you're nurturing your audience with a little hidden link in there. And then maybe next week it's just totally content for them, content to help them through it and free content. That's going to get them where they need to go to, to help lead them to your product you want them to buy. Mm -hmm. And you do this for the launches as well, not just in general, but for launches. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the most common mistakes though, that we do when we try to market our launch? I think the most common, I mean, like the ones we had talked about with, do I need to be a marketing expert? Mm -hmm. It's too expensive or I don't have the skills that they're all learned these are all learnable items. <laughs> That's True. the right word, but it's a, it's a learnable skill. So just having somebody step, step you through it and then you can apply it to maybe your launch, maybe your traffic building, um, those kind of things. So as you're going through your, 
your marketing checklist and you're doing emails this week, maybe one of them is nurturing and maybe one of them is focused on building traffic and the other one is doing your wait list and those kind of things. So I think just having an organized plan and a lot of times you sit down and, and I have 10 minutes to do, but you know, when you have a schedule that you say now Tuesdays I have to make sure I write emails and Wednesdays I have to plan content for my lives or my blogs or whatever it may be. And, and it really helped not that you get them done every time when you put it on your calendar, but again, it's like with the, um, with Michelle, with bride path, where she had talked about how just posting and doing it and having a purpose and having a schedule can increase your, your traffic and your engagement so much more. And if you spent four months just posting to build up that audience and you knew what you were doing, imagine how many more people you'd be talking to on a launch without ad spend Mm -hmm. with that kind of engagement. So true. So true. Right. And chances are people are doing all this stuff to begin with. They're just not marketing with a purpose or posting with a purpose and emailing with a purpose. And, and that's what the planner and the organize your business course that I have steps them into it. And I had so many entrepreneurs come to me and, you know, they need help in this area and that area, but they just weren't at a point or their launches or products weren't at a point where they could afford to hire somebody to do their marketing for them. So that's why I've stepped it into a course and then the planner as well Mm -hmm. that, that helps them walk through that. So. Again, just tell me what I have to do today to market my business. If that's what you're thinking, then this planner is probably for you. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, We'll definitely put up some links in the show notes so people can click through and uh, have a look at it and maybe they'll fall in love with it too. Great. Awesome. Um, Do you have any last tips for people who are heading into a launch and need to plan and organize it? Um, You know, I think first of all, just to sit down and pick your dates like we talked about. And then schedule in time to do some marketing. And don't overwhelm yourself. If you feel like you can't get out the, you know, three posts a day and one live a week and one email a week, then don't. It, do whatever is, is manageable because if you go at your audience talking to them and you're feeling chaotic, chances are your marketing message is going to come across that way. But if you're, mark, you know, posting with a purpose and you're talking to that ideal client So if you're out there posting and you're posting as if you're talking to that person and you know, they're already a yes, but you just have to have a conversation with them. Imagine how many more people you're going to attract that with that kind of messaging, as opposed to, I hope they buy, I hope this launch goes well, (laughs) (laughs) but having that organization and you know, how many people do you hear just feel emotionally drained and physically drained after a launch and what can you do to remove some of that? Because it shouldn't be that way. It should yeah. be a lot more calming for everybody and enjoyable. It should be fun. Exactly. Yeah. It should be easy. It should be fun. And yeah, like you said, um, right. a launch takes up a lot of energy in the first place. So you don't want to waste energy on stuff that you already could have planned out and have organized. Right. And a lot of these are one and dones. They're, they're like yeah. the crock pot. You just put everything in there and then you just pull it out when you need it. <laughs> exactly. And once you've done that one launch, you can repurpose it and use it next time. Just, you know, tweak it a little bit, like you said, and make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Right. Excellent. Exactly. So where can people reach out to you and connect with you online? Um, Shellyontis.com. And then also on Instagram, I'm at I design by Shelly and Shelly is C H E L O Y. So I have to yeah. spell it. I have to spell it creatively. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll link that up in the show notes as well. So 
people can find you. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about your planner and you know your marketing knowledge. I love that. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. I love I love what you're doing, and I think this is such a great niche, and so many people need this support through the launch. So I think this is, podcast is another great tool for them. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who's listening in this week. We'll catch up again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.